When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Pod TST or uh, the Turf Show Times podcast, uh, instant reaction show. I'm Kenneth Arthur with me as always, Blaine Didasco. And, you know, didn't know at what point we would have our first instant reaction show. And then the Rams clinched the playoffs and then didn't know if we would get a second. And then the Rams beat the Cardinals in the wild card round. And then uh, who knows if you would get yet another and no less a game at SoFi Stadium, but that's what's going to be happening next week as the Rams hold off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win 30 to 27, advancing to the NFC Championship game where they will face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, January 30th at 3.40 p.m. I just learned all that stuff and I just memorized it. Isn't that impressive? But it's not about me. It's about the Rams and impressive. Isn't the word that you would use to describe the Rams for almost anything that happened uh, from cam Akers first fumble on from there on out. Um, there's a reason that big leads are impo- are good. And the, the Rams used a big lead to their advantage to just do barely enough to get by Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making for, you know, one of the more interesting games in NFL playoff history, which it was not quite that until all of a sudden everything went haywire for the Rams. And we'll talk about that haywire ittiness of the game right now. This is an instant reaction show in Blaine. Um, uh, this is really testing um, our ability to, I guess, to instantly react. Like if you're really saying like, wow, what just happened? Cause we are just in that sort of what just happened mode. So why don't I just ask you, Blaine, what just happened? Uh, well, again, it felt like two, you know, here we are digesting two, two good games. Really. The first half was seemed like a completely different game than the second half. Again, like it was in week 18. Uh, fortunately this time it came out for the better. But definitely, you got to talk about how well and how clean of a game that uh, the Rams played in the first half and just about how it all kind of fell apart and started to come apart at the seams, mainly with the with the fumbles uh, right before the half. Cooper Cup had a fumble, um, but, uh, but you got to give credit to the start because, like you said, it's that it's that big lead that gives you a chance to to hold them off through a few bad mistakes that shouldn't have happened in the second half. Um, but again, unlike the week 18 show, showdown against the 49ers, uh, this week uh, the, the Rams were able to keep it together and offensively finish it off at the end there. So um, a lot to talk about, but a uh, good thing it's, uh, it's bookended with good stuff by the Rams offense and defense. It really uh, was, and, you know, uh, bookended, that is. And, the you know, looking at even the game that got the San Francisco 49ers into the NFC Championship game uh, mm-hmm. when it all came down to a special teams play and, and just how, how close these games are. And then uh, ultimately it can come down to just one very rare, insane moment or play and that was the case uh, today for the Rams as well, because four fumbles 
two of them by Cam Akers. Uh, one of them definitely mm-hmm. took points off of the board. The other one uh, was, uh, you know, the 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 turnover that uh, gave the Bucks the chance there uh, to tie it up. So um, those were bad. And then uh, the errant snap by Brian Allen, and then the uncharacteristic uh, bad moment for Cooper Cup. He didn't have very many of those all season long. Um, and even today uh, ends up being one of the heroes, but uh, just a lot of those um, things that happen and then eventually it bounces out, which is why I say, you know, a lot of people feeling after the game, like the Rams should have lost or the Rams should have lost, you know, which, which is like the game is the final score is an amalgamation of everything that happened. So, right. yeah. you know, so the Rams should have won. They did win. That's why they should have right. won. You know, um, but no, no less the the truth that if you could have asked whether or not the Rams could win a game while turning the ball over four times, uh, yeah. that didn't seem likely against Tom Brady. Um, who would you uh, shout out today as uh, the game's ultimate uh, MVP and uh, maybe runner up? Well, I'd say two ways. Number one, the sort of the the obvious candidate's going to be Cooper Cup, uh, definitely, where he, he had a fumble. But outside of that, it was definitely kind of, to me, a, a good look at going to your star guys, right? Going to your key players and making sure that the ball gets to your key players. Cooper Cup, first and foremost. But I also like how uh, the Rams offense started getting the ball out to o, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. early and often. Uh, Tyler Higby played a big part, but I'd say of the obvious sort of expected uh, stars, Cooper Cup definitely fulfilled, yeah. uh, played his role, 186 yards receiving. I think that's the most he said all season. Um, but on the sort of less obvious role player types, um, got to give a shout out to Kendall Blanton, the tight end, yeah. got his touchdown, and uh, definitely Nick Scott, uh, you know, tasked with stepping up in place of the injured safeties. Uh, and so he had a big play today. Um, so of all the turnovers that the Rams gave up, we got some too on our side. So, uh, so I'd say props to Nick Scott safety for that turnover. Um, I want to do something, uh, different here this week with Mm -hmm. the instant reaction show, which I want to look at, um, some of the comments in, uh, our final score post on turf show times, because I think, uh, that can help, uh, sort of gain a lot of insight into what people are thinking about and uh, running through their heads here as far mm-hmm. as why the Rams uh, won and how people feel about next week. And of course, there's a lot of talk uh, for Cooper cup, you know, he got to go out on a high note instead of a low note uh, this week. And um, there's one though, where uh, blue and yellow kill a fella 99, which uh, could be referring to the 99 Rams. Uh, and I guess blue and yellow would as well. Uh, make Michelle the primary running back. Uh, what are your thoughts there with that thought? Because uh, that is coming up a lot too, in terms of, you know, a lot of uh, fear about giving the ball back to Cam Akers after today. And Sean McVay saying after the game that he hasn't lost faith in Cam Akers. Uh, how, how, where are you at with regards to the differences between Michelle and Akers? Um, I think uh, really, I think, getting a combination of the two is, is going to be the answer. I think at least against the 49ers, um, of course, you know, it's maybe um, an initial reaction to, you know, to the two fumbles, um, you know, boss 
security is uh, definitely a priority for sure. But, you know, just last week, we're all hot on Cam Akers' return. Uh, he is a different type of runner than Michelle. Uh, I think he's got more big play potential than Michelle. Uh, but, you know, fumbles are also a big play in a negative way. Um, so I think that's a fair response after a game with two fumbles and this close of a game. Uh, but I also think that um, it, it would be smart to have a good mix of the two, um, keep fresh legs, take advantage of the two types of runners that, that we have there, especially the way that Cam Akers can be dangerous in the pass game. Um, and uh, Sony Michelle, a bit more in short yardage. So um, I think fair response. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I'd look forward to a, a mix of the two might be a good idea. Yeah. In the last game against the 49ers, Sony Michelle had 21 carries for 43 yards. Mm-hmm. So not good. And Cam Akers had five carries for three yards. So, uh, and that was his first game in a long time. Uh, but yeah, neither of those running backs were necessarily uh, very effective against the 49ers and right. Uh, how much do you think another running back would have been effective against Tampa Bay's run defense today? Um, I think, um, uh, I'm not sure. I think, um, you know, it might've been, uh, might've helped to reduce maybe one of those fumbles as far as, and just spreading the ball out as far as workload goes. Um, but I also think that today we saw a little bit, uh, better job play calling wise by Sean McVay, um, changing the point of attack on both sort of short passes and, and the run game. Uh, while we're handing it off and pitching it. So I think that no matter whether we have, you know, one, two or three running backs, you know, throw Jake Funk in there also as a good change up. Um, I think uh, that's going to be important to um, take advantage of short passes and, and change the looks. We saw some good misdirections, even the uh, jet sweep with, uh, with Van Jefferson today. I think those things, kind of things that play calling wise are going to be important against the 49ers. Uh, we talked about, uh, we have another here, lo- legendary Mark Dennis, and, you know, talking about four lost fumbles um, and, you know, saying mm-hmm. in no way should this have been a game. And that's where, you know, again, it's like the Rams had a 20 to, th- uh, to three lead at halftime. Uh, could have been, you know, just that close to it being 23 to three or 27 to three. And then it was 27 to three. And that's all because for a long time, uh, the Rams were doing a lot of good things against Tom Brady with the pass rush uh, and really not allowing a whole lot uh, for the Tampa Bay to be able to do a whole lot offensively for most of the game uh, with their points coming often via mistake by the offense. Um, Big part of that was Von Miller and he had another sack today. Uh, How much more confident are you going into this next 49ers game with Von Miller, knowing that he uh, hadn't been a part of the defense until against the 49ers only until the most recent game. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um, You know, we saw today that um, uh, we got sacks from Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald got one and Leonard Floyd got one. We got three sacks on um, Brady today. Uh, and then you also saw against the um, against the Packers and the Niners, um, the Packers were able to get to Garoppolo pretty good also, um, and the Niners still found a way to come come out come away with the win. So um, I'm encouraged. I think that uh, we have a good chance at putting the same kind of pressure on Garoppolo that we did on Brady. Um, but we'll have to follow you know follow through with a good secondary play and and, and a great offense in order to capitalize on, on those things. But just like today, I think if we can get Garoppolo to the ground and get three sacks, um, it's going to increase our chances for sure. 
I also wrote a, a piece just after the game about how, you know, the Rams are playing the, the 49ers uh, in the NFC championship game. Of course, a lot, a lot will be made about a lot of things in this storylines for this game. No, no shortage of storylines. Um, and of course, about that boiling down mostly to how the 49ers have won six straight against uh, the Rams. Um, and uh, one of the comments on the article I wrote is from King Fish, and it says the saddest thing is this will be a Niners home game uh, since the fans in LA, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what uh, I know there was also some talk before the game about not selling tickets outside of the greater Los Angeles area. Blaine, you are a home game attendant uh, quite often yourself. So, you know, uh, a lot about going to SoFi Stadium as much as uh, anyone else, because it's only been one year. Um, what are your thoughts on the atmosphere when the 49ers come to town? Uh, to be honest, I think it's one of the things that makes this game, you know, as a, as a first of all, as just a football fan, one of the funnest games to, to go to because, you know, the 49ers, they do travel. They not only travel, I mean, they're here, right? LA is a transplant city. It's a destination city. Uh, so it's, it's just part of the, the sports culture in LA that you got to get used to, but the 49ers definitely show out more than any other team. While this second, second generation uh, or second era Rams fan base is, is still building, you know, and it's, it's um, so of all the teams, um, the 49ers definitely show out. I think it's what makes it fun, but I also think that this game is going to be different than the week 18, the week 18 game, mm -hmm. given the Rams fan base, because uh, I want to believe that the Rams fan base is going to hold out and show up more than they did in week 18. Um, and so, and then hopefully, hopefully it makes a difference. So um, uh, last time it, was, it wasn't good. It was a lot of red. I think uh, let, let, let's go for 60, 40 Rams uh, <laughs> and not have Stafford on a silent count will be, uh, that's what we should expect. Yeah. It's uh really interesting because you got uh the greater la area you got like 18 uh million people greater bay area you got yeah. 7 million people uh even if you were splitting that down you know so many more people here in la maybe it'll take a little bit uh for um maybe since the rams just came back maybe some folks will uh come around here especially now which is one of the big reasons you go out there and you make a trade for matthew stafford uh to bring more uh pro bowl type names to the Rams and uh, hopefully guys that can take you this far in the playoffs. A lot of people had skepticism that the Rams would go this far in the playoffs. And I would say a lot of people have been rooting against the Rams all year long, even if they had no dog yep. in the fight. So how do you feel about Matthew Stafford after this game? Do you think that this game has changed your views at all at what Matthew Stafford is capable of? I mean, I think um, uh, so. The the over his overall reputation this season, I think, yeah, it's got to be changing after his second playoff win, especially the way that this play this win went down um, with the fourth quarter uh, last minute scoring drive. Me personally, I've I've been supportive of the of the trade, you know, all along. Yeah, um, I've been 
pretty supportive of, of Stafford, although I'm surprised, um, you know, how, how tumultuous the season has, has been, um, that he's the leader in interceptions. And, uh, you know, I see um, a lot of the, the sides of the criticism, um, you know, sort of some of his bad decisions that he's made, um, stretches of bad games. So I see all that, but uh, I'm not completely surprised. This is what not only what the Rams brought him in for, but this is what Stafford came for uh, in his own personal journey uh, to play in these games with this kind of team and to beat uh, a quarterback like Tom Brady on this stage. So um, I'm, I'm happy for the guy, not surprised. And I'm happy that, uh, you know, he's he's got to be changing some of the other narratives out there. Definitely about his postseason ability. Yeah, I um would think that he has to definitely have changed that. I mean, right now he's going to his third playoff game with the Rams in one year, he went to three playoff games with the lions in 12 years. So, you know, I think obviously it was one year ago today, January 23rd, 2021, it was announced the Rams and lions, or excuse me, the lions and Matthew Stafford were parting ways and that they were okay with that. And Matthew Stafford wanted to go somewhere and win. There were a few teams that had the proper, probably pitched to Stafford to do that. And then a few teams that were willing to offer something to the lions. And of course the lions uh, can conveniently hired a Rams executive to be the GM. So it all just kind of uh, worked out pretty nicely for both the lions and the Rams. And especially now for Matthew Stafford. So, you know, I, it, to me, it's just, I, I just feel like it's so crazy that anybody would have been watching Matthew Stafford and going, well, he's 0 three in the playoffs. And like, it's like, if you say that, then I, th then I know you're uh, someone who's aware of the NFL and what the NFL is. So that means that you must know what the lions are. And if you can't figure out why Stafford was zero and three, I don't know how to help, you know? So here he is yeah. with a better team and you know, he's two and zero in the playoffs, but it's not even really that Stafford's two and zero. the Rams are two and zero with a quarterback who I think uh, makes the play that he made at the end of the game. And plays yep. before that, you know, 20 yard, 30 yard, 40 yards, 70 yep. yards. He was doing things that simply Jared Goff cannot do. And that is, uh, yep. and that's fine. It's not a knock on Jared Goff. It's a compliment to Matthew Stafford, yep. who, by the yep. way, I, I know that going into the game, he, I was, he had 12 touchdowns, no interceptions in the fourth quarter all season long. Um, he hasn't made any of those, uh, huge mistakes there in the fourth quarter. Um, and mm. you know, it was four fumbles, certainly hardly any of his fault here. So, uh, comes out pretty glowing here for Stafford. What do you think he needs to do, uh, against the 49ers defense? We've gotten quite a, we know quite a bit about the 49ers at this point. So what would you like to see the Rams and cup? Uh, and Stafford uh, do against the Niners next week that's going to help them win this time? I think um, they should definitely expect it to be, you know, on Stafford's shoulders like it was in this round, uh, more so than it was uh, in the wild card round against the Cardinals. I think that the run game uh, was a big part of the game plan in the wild card round and it was effective. So we saw Stafford not be relied upon too much. Just, you know, don't make the big mistakes, um, support the run game, um, you know, with the third down completions. And he did that fine, but I don't think that's going to work against the 49ers. I think it's going to be a bit more like this game where uh, Stafford's going to have to throw the ball. 
Um, uh, and but I think uh, in this game, uh, what we saw a little bit more of was him being comfortable uh, with the short passes, with the checkoffs, um, and then uh, last week a bit more with the pull it down and, and go scramble a few times, get a first down with your legs. Um, I think those are the kinds of things that he's going to have to do. Um, be comfortable with the short passes, but especially uh, like we talked about with Cam Akers, um, we saw a couple of plays in this game against the Buccaneers where the, the, there's there's more more potential in the check down passes when it's a player like Cam Akers that can make the first guy miss and turn it into a first down, turn it into an eight or 10 yard gain. So I think um, that's what we're gonna have to do. Um, it's gonna be great if we can get the deep field shots but uh, getting comfortable and taking advantage of uh, short run plays when we can from the quarterback and then the checkoffs, taking advantage of those, I think is going to be key against the 49ers. And uh, that's going to be, there's going to be so many, like I said, storylines going into this week. What do you think your uh, favorite uh, storyline for Rams uh, 49ers is going to be? Well, I mean, definitely, you know, breaking the streak and um, uh, like Aaron Donald said in his in his post game, uh, you can't write a better script. Um, it makes a lot of sense that in order to make it to the Super Bowl, uh, the Rams would have to beat the one team that uh, they've had trouble beating. Um, so, uh, you know, of course, we're rooting for them. And I think that's that's the best way to write the script. That way, you know, no matter who you're asking, there, there won't be no asterisk uh, next to whatever the outcome is at the end of the season. Should they get to the to the dance, uh, it will be by defeating their rival. Uh, that's number one. Number two is um, I respect the Niners. They got a lot of good talent, but um, definitely by far their their stud player, Debo Samuel. Um, he's making a name for himself. He's he's made a splash this year. So taking down the Niners as a team, I think is going to be a, a nice way to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, but maybe being the one team lately, anyway, that's got a solution to stop Debo Samuel. Um, is going to be a good part of the story as well. Yeah, and um, it's going to be – I'm very excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo next week. I know a lot of people feel very uh, Garoppolo positive right now, but uh, I watched the game, and I don't know what they're talking about. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, not as happy to see Debo Samuel and George Kittle um, do you think that the Rams have better personnel this time going around to stop those uh, very unstoppable guys? Um, if, if not better personnel, I think they just kind of know a bit more, you know, uh, know what to expect in, in that, um, you know, the 49ers are not shy to, you know, like I said, just go to their key guys, Debo Samuel being number one. And then uh, in their game against the Packers, you saw them, take, you know, going to George Kittle a bit more than they did against the Rams. So I would, uh, I'd say, you know, um, the personnel be um, a lot the same, um, uh, unless you count the addition of Eric Weddle. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, I think Jordan yeah. Fuller, he'll be out. Um, we, you know, we're still going to be relying on our front seven. Uh, but otherwise, you know, uh, I'd say that we're just very much just running it back when our guys, uh, the Rams should uh, know a bit more what to expect. You know, nothing fancy, but it's going to be, again, just a, a physical game and, and who's going to bring it. Some mixed emotions maybe for the offensive line tonight, uh, tonight yeah. today. Uh any concern uh, there and any thought to uh, 
get Andrew Whitworth back next week, knowing that, uh, you know, Joseph Nopum um, didn't do anything to uh, not be starting. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a bonus if, if the Rams get Andrew Whitworth back. I mean, for so many reasons, right? Just, um, you know, he's, he's probably, you know, he's, he's definitely uh, more reliable than Joe Noteboom, even though Joe Noteboom proved reliable in this game. Um, what I like about Noteboom is, yeah, he did a good job in this game. I'd say, you know, given the fact that it was, you know, you could almost say it was a wash between the, uh, the Buccaneers having to play with their backup tackle and the Rams having to play with our backup tackle. Um, I think our backup did a better job. Um, so I think uh, it's good news that uh, we can rely on Noteboom if and when we need him. Uh, but I'm, I think uh, everybody will be happy to have Whitworth back. Um, if anything, for his huge you know, veteran presence. And, um, you know, another narrative out there is just the fact that he makes Stafford feel more comfortable and everybody feels better when he's out on the field. And I would believe that. Yeah. Uh, with uh, We won't do – we never do predictions um, on uh, the Instant Reaction show. Uh, and I'm not going to do a prediction now, but, uh, Blaine, I'm curious. As we record this, uh, the Bills and Chiefs are entering halftime at tied up. Uh, but the Chiefs are threatening to score. Um, I am curious, uh, who do you think, uh, before we got here, who do you think will win the AFC? Um, I think the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills. Um, they're, you know, they're looking hot right now. And um, uh, I think it's going to be the Rams and the Bills. Rams and the Bills. So there you go. You do have a prediction. I agree. I think that the Rams uh, will get to the super bowl and i uh i think that the bills were the team i know that the bills were the team i picked uh, in the afc going into the playoffs uh so I, I like that as well i think the Bengals um are a fun team to watch and a fun team to root for uh but definitely outmatched by either the chiefs or the bills most weeks um yeah. the 49ers uh you know the rams are not outmatching the 49ers we can't say that it's a totally uh, unfair to what we've been watching happen over the last six games. But uh, I do like what the Rams are bringing to the table. I, I love that uh, Les Need, who I say executive of the year. Why, why are we not talking about this? It's crazy. Yeah. How is he not the executive of the year? The Rams were not this good. And then they, every move was criticized. It's, it's like every move was criticized. Oh, why does that team need to add OBJ? Oh, he's just a problem. Why does that team trade two day, two picks for Von Miller? Why does that yeah. team trade two first round picks for Matthew Stafford when he's just as good as Jared Goff? Why does that team, yeah. you know, even give up more for, you know, Sony Michelle and, and, you know, give up uh, more and more and, and do all the things in the draft. Oh, should have taken this guy, that guy. The Rams are one yeah. win away. They've got the NFC championship game at home. They're one win away from getting to the Super Bowl. Les Need did a pretty good job. <laughs> so I guess that would be my final thought here uh, is that it's kind of what I think we've expected. They couldn't have predicted, but I think it's kind of what we expected if you believed like that these were good additions. Uh, yeah. And I think for the most part across the board, they looked good. Uh, some of the ones that didn't look good, by the way, like Deshaun Jackson was not praised. Like that was like a, what are you doing move? So mm -hmm. now not everything worked out, but a lot of the moves 
uh, re-signing Leonard Floyd. I criticized it a little bit, and uh, and yet, you know, he's doing well as well. Uh, Ashawn Robinson, you know, was a little bit criticized, and, you know, he's doing really well. So, yeah, anyway, I don't know. If you have any thoughts on that, I don't want to cut you off. No, I mean, I, I agree with you definitely. And I'd say, you know, it goes all the way back to the Jalen Ramsey trade, even the first, you know, that uh, first time in this sort of cycle that we've seen the, the, the two first round pick package um, for a cornerback when we had, uh, when we just had a Marcus Peters and a keep to leave. So I I'd take it all the way back to that point as far as building this team. Um, and I agree with you. I think, um, you know, should the Rams go out and win this next game? then that's definitely got to be got to be a topic, maybe, um, you know, a, a feature ESPN article or something in the offseason, at least. Absolutely. And that's it for uh, this episode of the Turf Show Times Instant Reaction Show. Um, and we won't have an offseason quite yet. We will be back next week mm-hmm. as the Rams take on the 49ers and hopefully uh, get past that hurdle and into the Super Bowl again, where they will face one of those AFC teams. So that's it. Subscribe to this show. We'll have more podcasts coming up for you. And uh, uh, for sure, the instant reaction next week after the NFC championship game, which is at SoFi Stadium. All right.